hit the ball the other way, turn on some balls for home runs. But it's going to take a lot of guys. Um, it's going to be a fun season to watch, though. Yeah, that's what they said about me in high school, just natural God-given ability. To, <laughs> God-given ability, yeah. Right there. Those right. are the analytics he's yeah. been wanting to use in his article. Exactly. Um, did yeah, you know the, John's the, here, by the, the way? GGAs. Excuse me? Did you know John's here? I did not. John, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Jared? I No complaints, man. Uh, <laughs> watching the Celtics win right now. There you go. There mm. you go. Um, on the pitching end, additions, re-additions, whatever you want to call them, Isaac Aon, RJ Gordon, guys who were really mm-hmm. vital to, to a very – Solid, not great, but but solid pitching staff in in 2022. Guys that are coming back, and it seems in your article, like you mentioned, kind of better than ever. Uh, how important are their additions, and and what can we expect from them this year? I, I think their additions are ginormous. Um, I don't I don't really know if there's a word to describe the additions for RJ and Isaac, um, specifically on Isaac. You know, in his sophomore season because he missed his entire year as a junior last year in his sophomore year he quickly became the friday night guy because of adam meyer's elbow injury and while he was lights out at home he really struggled on the road which you kind of give that to being a young pitcher but you know he's had a full year now off he had a ucl tear uh, his ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow um, got the internal brace procedure in november so he should be 100 percent come season he said that he was 100 percent right now and he's huge because not only can he eat innings, which is a big problem last year for Oregon's team. They had to rely on a lot of true freshmen, but he's also really talented. Um, he's gone away with his cutter. I asked him at the at the media availability, which I think is a good thing. Uh, so he's going to be sinker, slider, changeup, which is a really good three pitch mix. And you know that sinker can run up into the high 90s. You know, before he was injured last year, I heard that he was throwing about like 96, 98 with his sinker. Um, obviously that's going to be like what he tops out as. I don't expect him to sit at 96, 98 during a game, but you know, if he could sit 93 to 95, I think that's going to do a lot of good things. But, and, and, you know, adding in RJ Gordon, again, another guy who's experienced, who has had a couple really good games in his career, um, just being there, eating innings, providing an opportunity for guys to get some rest. Um, you know, last year, especially towards the end of the season, Oregon's, pitching staff was like nine dudes eight dudes like they just relied on the same couple of guys because that's frankly all they had to at their availability um and now they're going to have a lot of guys they're going to have transfers who are coming in um some names uh cedar a guy from quinnipiac who transferred who was uh really good in the, in the i can't remember what athletic conference quinnipiac is in i should because it's a connecticut team but i believe they're the american athletic conference the aac i could be making they are the the, that's the one that's like was the big east and then is now like whatever they are no just kidding they're in the metro atlantic athletic conference sorry to sorry to cut you off i felt like it had to be. no you're quite all right yeah the metro um (laughs) the mac not to be confused Right, right, right. Not to be confused with me, either. Right, but yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us be clear. Um, he finished last season on a heater. I really like him as a as a guy who, frankly, coming into the season is going to be rather unknown. You know, he was just a transfer from Quinnipiac, and Quinnipiac's a small school. But I think his stuff is going to translate to Oregon. You know, worst case, if he's their Sunday starter, that's a hell of a lot better than what they had last season. That was a re- rotating door of guys like Jackson Pace, Matthew Grabman, Turner Spiljarek, uh, Logan Mercado, if he had pitched earlier in the week, would go on Sunday sometimes. Like Their pitching depth 
I think, at least on paper right now, is a real strength, which I don't know what the last time we could say that about an Oregon team was. Probably like 2018, 2019, uh, back in the final years of George Horton. So um, I, I think that's a huge upgrade. And like I said earlier, it's going to take a village to you know, get, get that offensive production back. But the fact that they have pitching and if they have a couple guys you know, perform above and beyond expectations on offense – it's going to put them right back in the same situation where they're, you know, competing for a potential super regional. They're competing for a Pac-12 championship. Um, I think they're underrated going into the year. There's a ton of question marks, and they're not in any of the top 25 preseason polls. And it makes sense, at least to me. But I think halfway through the season, I think people are going to realize that this is a talented team. Jared, Jacob Walsh has kind of been that guy who's been talked about a lot as as a breakout candidate for this team and someone who can who can – kind of make up for what they're losing in the offensive end in his freshman year he was he was really solid getting on base a lot but he also it was a, came with a 390 BABIP which obviously regressed last year way down and so do you think he's and also last year is he it was the strikeout rate going up the walk rate going down do you think he's going to be able to kind of get that stuff in control and be able to kind of have the the contact and the on base with the power that he showed last year to be able to make up for that uh what they're losing on the offensive end I mean, you sure hope he does. Um, I, I think he will. I think he he talked about this in the fall, I think was the last time we were able to speak to him. So sometime in October, I believe it was, where he talked about trying to shorten his swing, which at, at points certainly last year it could get a little long. And, you know, it's, it's a good thing when he gets a fastball and could turn on it. That long swing provides a lot of power, a lot of, uh, like, high exit velocities and, and really gets the ball going. But, uh, you know, pitchers in his sophomore season and his freshman season, they adapted. They said, oh, you're you're going to hit the fastball? That's the best thing you're good at? Cool, we're just not going to throw you one. And that's, you know, that's what good pitchers do. That's what Power 5 pitchers do, Pac-12 pitchers do. And he's going to have to adjust. But going into his junior season, you know, head coach Mark Wazikowski was very complimentary of Walsh, saying that, you know, if he were to enter the transfer portal, you know, all the all the teams in the top five would go after him. And I truly believe that because if he puts things together – then he's going to be one of the best hitters on the team. He's going to be one of the best hitters in the Pac-12, frankly. Um, he's got great bat-to-ball skills when he's in a rhythm, um, when he's getting his pitch. And, you know, beyond that, he just needs to lay off of off-speeds. You know, pitchers would go curveballs in the dirt, change up to low and away, just how you would normally attack a left-handed hitter. And he would go fishing. And, you know, that's fine. That you know, sophomore season, he's still a young guy. He's one of the younger guys in his junior class. And but he has all the potential to be a true middle of the order, like three, four cleanup guy uh, in this lineup. So uh, I certainly hope that he figures it out because it would make that offensive production that they lost last season um, come back really easily this year and turn them into a real contender. But, uh, you, you know, we'll have to find out eventually. Jerry, going back to pitching, uh, no Jake Angier this season went over to New Mexico State. Uh, big loss for the Ducks pitching staff. Uh, a lot of the pitchers were saying that he had a big effect on this team last year. But now they bring in Blake Hawksworth. I mean, what do you love about him, and do you think he's going to have the same effect that uh, Angier had last season? Uh, I, I love Hawk. Um, I got to talk with him for 30, 45 minutes of the fall. Um, I wrote a couple of things about it, but that would be really hard to find at this point with all the football stuff. Um, but he's a really brilliant mind. Um, you know, he had a – a great MLB career. You know, he was one of the top prospects in the MLB during his time uh, before he came up with the Cardinals and ultimately the Dodgers. 
Um, he's been the pitching coach at uh, UCSB. He was a pitching coach at, uh, I think it was at GCU. Um, he's got a really interesting like background and experience. He worked for the Boris Corporation under Scott Boris for a while, too, as an agency. And, you know, what he brings to the staff and what his track record has shown is the ability to throw strikes and not walk people. And, you know, if you watched Oregon baseball last season, that was a problem. I know for Austin and when you were there at games, you saw that there were a bunch of walks and, you know, that was a, a huge couple. thing. Just free passes, a just a few. Yeah. Free passes, guys on base. That just ultimately leads to runs. And, that, you know, like the whole idea of like getting on base leads to runs. That was, you know, Oregon's kryptonite. And so a uh, track record wise, Blake Hawksworth is a, does a great job of figuring out how to get his pitchers to throw strikes. And I think that could be a huge key for this year. Um, I, I really like talking to him. He brings a, an analytical mind as well to the game. Um, it's still, I still got to talk to all the pitchers and talk to Hawks as well and just kind of figure out, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. But, you know, having him as a guy who went through, you know, the college career, the MLB career, the agent career, uh, I think is going to add a different perspective than Oregon pitchers might have had over the last season with Jake Angier, who was a great pitching coach in his own right, now is in New Mexico State. Um, I think that he'll do a great job at Oregon, and I think it was a good hire by Mark Wazikowski when, you know, he was kind of a kind of a guy who came out of nowhere in terms of the hiring. You know, there's a lot of guys that you can maybe go poach from a, a, a G5 school or some other lesser Power Five school, but you know, Waz went a little outside of the box, and so far, all of Wazikowski's hires, like Jack Martyr and Angier, um, have been great. So there's little reason to think that this won't be a good hire as well. Last year, the rotate like a lot of uh, there was this big group of freshman pitchers that ended up throwing a lot of innings for this team. Who do you feel like out of that group is going to really emerge this year and kind of break out and find solidified roles? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bunch of options to be honest with you. Um, you know, Turner Spoljarek really came on at the end of the year. Uh, he provided some really good innings in the regional and the super regional and the Pac-12 tournament. Um, he's got a lot of good stuff. He needs to work on his frame. He's got to add some good weight. I haven't been able to really see him throw. I didn't really see him throw in the fall. I haven't been able to see him go out this uh, this winter, I guess, or spring, whatever you want to call it right now. Um, but that'll start to change. Practices are open tomorrow, so we'll be out there uh, for 24-7 sports. And he's a guy that to know. Grayson Grinsell was really good last season. I think that he's a guy who I'm not sure what they're going to do with him, either put him in the rotation as an opener or keep him in the bullpen where he's a lefty and he can throw low 90s and fastballs and have a good slider with it. Um, but to, to be honest, I really like Matthew Grabman. Yeah. Um, you know, he struggled. Yeah, there we go. He, he struggled at points last season, but his stuff is probably the best of those true freshmen who saw a lot of run last year. And I really love his fastball. It's got a great two-seam kind of arm side movement. You know, he throws it mid-90s, 90 to 94. Um, and when he's on, what that two-seam arm side movement is able to do is just not allow opposing hitters to hit the barrel. And he induces a lot of weak contact, a lot of ground balls. And when he was at his best, that's exactly what was happening. He would go four or five innings, and it would be, you know, a couple hits, but nothing was really hit hard. And I think that's a major key when you're a pitcher is just trying to eliminate hard contact. You know, no barrels for the opposing team ground balls, weak fly balls, they're getting under it, they're getting on top of it because they can't, they either don't see the movement or they can't adjust to the movement. So I like him. He's got a good frame too. 
Um, we'll see what it all comes out. But, uh, you know, my sleeper pick, I guess I could say, is Matthew Grabman. Jared, thanks again for coming on the show tonight. If we want to find more of your work and probably the two best interns you've ever had, where can we do that? <laughs> you can find me uh, on Twitter at Jared underscore Mac 7. Uh, I guess it's X now, right? Yeah. You can find me on X at Jared underscore Mac 7. Uh, you can find me on Blue Sky. Get this. Got a good little Blue Sky account, Jared.Mac. Uh, pretty easy to remember if you have a Blue Sky account. Uh, but you can find me. Austin Oda and John Evans all on DuckTerritory.com for 24/7 Sports. Um, you know, please subscribe. Uh, get these interns some page views. Thanks, Jared. Uh, we'll see you next yeah, time. It. Anytime. All right, that was Jared Mack from Duck Territory. We're gonna step aside. When we come back, we're gonna play some Jeopardy on the other side of this break on 88.1. KWVA. 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 There are nearly two the U.S. have been passed.